My name is Anthony Capazzoli. I am the host of the Dismantle Life podcast and I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict after nearly 40 years of addiction. I've been clean and sober for nearly four years and work hard to help others find recovery. Join me each episode to learn from my sober superhero guests and how they went from the darkness of addiction into the sunlight of recovery. Dismantled Life can be found on Digitent Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Denise, welcome back. I am so excited to have you back. You are episode 41, and now you're back for round two, and I'm excited to hear about everything that you're doing now. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, we're just plugging away with the Life Beyond Our Wildest Dreams podcast here. And uh, we're coming up in March for one year. Wow. And so, um, you know, I have you to thank for that because you taught me basically what I needed to <laughs> do and how to go about it. And other than the fact that I don't edit, but, you know, I think teaching an old dog new tricks is definitely been to your advantage. Well, it was so. my pleasure and I'm happy to help any way that I can. And it's, it's great to have you on. This is episode, by the way, you'll be episode 66 now, which oh, I'm I just delighted. turned 62. How nice. 62 and I'm episode 66. Ooh, maybe lucky sixes. <laughs> so yeah. And actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, the podcast has been going well. It started off, as you know, um, as a tribute to my sponsor who had passed away, Beverly J, last year. Yeah. And uh, she had been in recovery for 54 years and uh, lived a complete life of love and service. And so just wanted to carry on some type of service where people could come tell their stories and um, share about recovery and the fact the important thing is like what we earn through recovery. You know, recovery is so multi-leveled. You know, it's not just getting rid of the substance. It's yeah. the inner work we do on ourselves. It's the therapy if we choose therapy. It's the, you know, I'm from a 12-step based program. And even there, you know, it tells me that um, the substance abstinence is definitely important, but if I need help with other issues, I'm to seek out that help. And so, you know, we just try to get um, people's experience, their strength, their hope, their stories of recovery on the podcast. I think we've done 30 something episodes in the year. So it's not something I go hard at um, being disabled. Of course, I have to pace myself, but I met some amazing people. And so this year, what we've decided to do is branch out a bit because we saw a real need for the discussion on mental health specifically yeah. and how mental health and addictions are really, you know, co-occurring. And so we kind of branching out now with uh, mental health recovery, addictions recovery, substance abuse of any kind recovery, um, really branching into families in recovery. So now that I just finished a series and I'll be finishing in February on uh, parents and children in recovery. So I've got a series of four mothers, all their son's names are Matt. Really? <laughs> So I could have called it Mothers and Matt. Right. Um, and all of them are 
parents and children in recovery. So each one tells their story. Um, and one I just recently did was um, with Patricia and her son, Matt, uh, passed away from an overdose uh, a few years ago, but she has Matt's movement. So, you know, it's just getting the stories of the families and how addiction has affected their families as a whole. Because, you know, each one of us goes into recovery and we stop the substance and we enter recovery, but our entire ripple effect is our family changes. So I now have a new sponsor and, you know, now this part of the podcast is kind of dedicated to the new sponsorship as well as with Beverly sponsorship, but now into the new sponsorship and into the future of the podcast with families and her situation as well has been, has her son in recovery and um, all the way down, you see how the one person stopped the substance, then it went down to the child, they stopped the substance. And now you see how the grandchildren are being affected. So it really gave me an idea that, you know, there is multi-generational recovery as well. No question. One of the biggest gifts I've given myself or recovery has given me is the ability to open the door to therapy. We talked about this actually uh, on your show a couple of times. And my last episode with you was about that and for my mental health recovery that I don't think I would have been able to do or approach had I not been in recovery from drugging and drinking. And what it's done is it's helped me dissect the basis of the trauma that got me addicted in the first place. And I take full responsibility for my addictions. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm saying that the therapy has opened doors uh, and given me the ability to build a life beyond my wildest dreams because it's helped me understand the moving parts of why I was acting and behaving and choosing what I was. And that work has been wonderful. And it's changed my life completely into a different trajectory at a much deeper, richer level than even recovery has given me. But I know that I can't have one without the other. Well, and some people can have one without the other, you know, for people, addicts and alcoholics of our kind, you and I, we're built and wired in a way that singularly that won't work for us you know it hasn't worked for us either one of us on a certain level and we've discussed that so the thing is is that yes in many aspects people do come in they recover in terms of they are absence from the substance but if that deep work isn't done you know i'm not judging them let's just reframe this for me i came in for a while and all i did was stop drinking yeah it took me a long time to realize that that was only one layer of recovery, that if I in fact wanted what others had and I was attracted to what they had, but I couldn't figure out how they had it, it's because they were doing the deep personal work. They were doing the therapy. They were you know, going out and they were working on themselves. They were accountable. You see, I can't be in recovery and be a victim at the same time. Yeah. Those two things don't coexist for me. The same as I can't be drunk and grateful at the same time. I mean, it's just not. So for me, it's so important. And I, you know, I 
went into recovery at age 21. I'd like to say I, you know, followed right along and took all the suggestions. Hell no, I didn't. They told me to go right, I'd go left. If they told me this is black, then I'd say it's white. So I spent many, many years in abstinence, arguing, debating, questioning, looking for the loopholes, because I just didn't want to accept what I needed to accept. So, you know, once I got to the point of acceptance, then I got to the point of, hey, this work has to be done. Mm -hmm. And um, if I want to do this work, it's that simple. If people are living their life beyond their wildest dream, if people are living a full and satisfying recovery in life, and I mean in their whole life, you know, I used to have this joke about God's will and my will. How do you know if it's God's will? Well, if it's God's will, I'm happy and everyone around me is happy. If it's my will, then I'm just happy. And so that's how it would go in my recovery. And so, you know, I'm very, very clear today that for me, the thing that is giving me the quality, I want quality, I don't want quantity. People are so impressed. Oh, well, you know, people, old timers who are sober so long, it means nothing. I have seen people who have been free from their substance for many many decades and are assholes <laughs> so the thing is you know to me I'm not concerned about the years yes you know god willing in March I'll have been sober 39 years and you yeah. know I'm proud of that that's a chunk of time but at the same time I'm more impressed about what I'm doing today so what impresses me more is the day-to-day conduct of myself my day-to-day practices my day-to-day recovery not the years the years come but it's today that's important and so 24 hours in front of me is all I'm you know if somebody got up at five o'clock this morning then they're sober longer than I am as far as I look at it and you know (laughs) I just think that it's quality it's not quantity so to get that quality you're right We need to, for ourselves, really give ourselves the best advantage we can. My goal is to die sober no matter what. And I want to die sober because, you know, the thing is, I've seen many people stay sober for a long time and then they relapse and they die. And all the person says, isn't it too bad? You know, they died drunk or isn't it too bad? And I'm determined for that not to happen. You know, or isn't it too bad they had so many years in the program, but then they relapsed and look at them, they died drunk. No, thanks. I don't want to leave that legacy behind me. And um, so, you know, you're right. The therapy really for me as well made the change. Discussing the mental health has made a big change. You know, when I did the episode on my podcast and I hit publish, I went into a state of panic after. Like, oh, my God. I've hit publish. It's out there. I can't take it back. Everyone's going to hear it. They're going to really know that I have something far more wrong with me than just drinking. And I'm kind of laughing like people don't know that already. Of course they know. As usual, I'm the last to know. Exactly. Yeah. The, the truth of it is that, you know, everyone has to do the work and everyone's work is different, of course. And, and I, I've learned so much from you, Denise, and I'm so grateful for, for not only knowing you, but all the great things that you, you know, you've helped me through. Um, least of which is, you know, of course, having you on the show, I'm always happy to do that, but just our, our contact and, and, you know, how you help me through things and see things in a different way. And it's great because the, my therapy has really 
helped me put the whole picture into perspective and do the work that's in front of me that needs to be done. Uh, I can't overstate that because I wasn't ready to do that work before, but it's great that I am now and I'm grateful for that. And I think we get into the mental state of desperation. You parked outside the liquor store or drug dealers or wherever it was. We get to the mental state of desperation. You know, we always talk about the state of physical desperation we get to in alcoholism. But once we get to the mental state of desperation, I no longer want to be stark raving sober. And that's how I was for many years. So the Mm. thing is, you know, I want to have the peace and the serenity and I want, and the only way I can obtain that is to not be a victim, be accountable. And, you know, so I'm just really, really looking forward to 2022. I'm looking forward more to our discussions as well, because we have great discussions. And I always find that, you know, I've, I've been blessed with great sponsorship and have a great sponsor again now who leads me through and guides me through to do this work and so you know the thing is is that I think that is true recovery true recovery is the work we do you know and I just want to say that I appreciate everything that you do and on your podcast and your stories with people and I just think it's amazing to watch people transform and Mm. isn't that the whole gift of recovery and I also am aware today that the teachers come from where we least expected. Yes. The, te- the teachers that have presented themselves to me this last year, and my sponsor being one of them, I least expected. They come out of the strangest places you don't expect. And, you know, sometimes it's the least person you think is going to be the person who's going to guide you, and they do. So I think the main thing is just to be open to that. Yeah. And not miss out on those opportunities. You know, I'm glad I'm still got enough of an open mind at this stage that I didn't miss out on this. I didn't miss out on my new home group. I didn't miss out on my new sponsor. And, you know, I didn't miss out by opening my mind to Zoom and the podcast. I haven't missed out on you. So, you know, it's, I think it's just a wonderful way that we can reach people. And I just really look forward to dealing with families more in recovery and encourage anybody, you know, who's got their story to tell, contact either of us. You know, there's no competition in these things. There's enough for everybody. We just have to support one another, no matter what a person's doing. There's something for everybody. Yes, I love that. That's a a perfect, well, that's a perfect way to, to say that. And So anyone listening can find Denise's wonderful podcast, Life Beyond Our Wildest Dreams, anywhere you listen to your podcast. There will be links in the show notes to download and listen. Please subscribe. She is wonderful and has great guests. Uh, And I say that excluding myself because I couldn't bear to say. (laughs) (laughs) And aren't you a wonderful guest? Yes, if you like to hear Anthony, then come and hear Anthony. And we're saying how we... We like to not promote that we base all, all our work on attraction, yes. but let's promote ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> Therein lies. Yes. Uh, but no, I, I like you. healthy promotion. It's fine. Healthy promotion. I do like to base the show, my show, and, and you do as well and yours uh, around the law of attract, not promote, because I think that there's a grace in that. And the, the vibes, good energy, and karma that come are really where the magic is. So 
Well, Denise, and there's no monetary benefit for either of us. So right. the thing is, is it's pure service work. So thank you so much, Anthony, for the opportunity to give a bit of an update today. I love it. You're always welcome. And Denise, you have a wonderful, wonderful day today. You as well. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.